As followers of Christ, we are faced with new norms and societal changes that may differ from our worldview. We see fads continue to shape not only our culture, but our beliefs as well. Are we following the trends of life, or are we seeking after the deeper truths which God places before us? We'll discuss these questions and more in Trend or Truth. All right. Hello again, everyone. It is Bailey. I've snuck back into the podcast room with more friends to record another podcast. So let me introduce you to my friends. Sophie. Warm greetings. And Cody. Hey, everybody. So I decided to bring my friends in here to talk a little bit about fellowship and solitude and just what it's been for us here in our development at AMP and just our walk with God in general. So to both of you, what is fellowship? I believe fellowship is spending time with fellow Christians in your everyday life. It doesn't have to be like a small group or centered on like the Bible. It could be even just like getting coffee together and talking about a new movie that came out. I mean, yeah, it's it's just getting together, hanging out, doing your thing and getting a chance to talk and interact with other people. It's to decompress and be around your friends and family and other people other people in the church. Awesome. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I was reading up a little bit yesterday on fellowship because I'm like, I haven't talked about this in so long just because I let it happen naturally. Uh, And the person I was reading, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, uh, talked about it in the sense of getting to share your experience with Christ with the people around you. Not in an evangelical sense of, here's what the Lord did for me, but just being with other people that you know have been saved by Christ and just getting to live in that experience together. So, Cody, you actually mentioned friendship, uh, and that brings us to our next question. Is friendship the same thing as fellowship? I'm going to say no, because you, you go to church with a whole bunch of people, and you probably see all of them, but you might not know them personally enough to call them your friend, but you're still there, and you'll, you might even visit with them if like there's a lunch after church or something like that. And that's as far as it goes sometimes. And that's fine. I personally think that friends could be anyone, but fellowship is other Christians. I think friends could be people who aren't Christians. Like I have a friend who's Wiccan and I 100% wouldn't call that fellowship. And I want to, I want to be friends with him because I want to bring him an example of what a Christ follower is. I don't want to just like give up on him because he isn't Christian, but that's friendship, but not fellowship. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things about getting to be here uh, in kind of a background leadership sort of way at the amp station is getting to daily see the fellowship that goes on. And of course, to be a part of that fellowship. Uh, and it's just with anyone that comes in the building that, I mean, that we know as a brother or sister in Christ. And it's, it's insane just to let yourself sit there and be immersed uh, in the things that happen when fellowship's happening. What has been you two's experience with fellowship here at AMP and even before AMP? Fellowship is a huge part of AMP. I feel like AMP wouldn't work if it didn't have fellowship. I think that's what draws people in here is they get to feel in community and they get to be in the presence of God. And that just really draws people in. Yeah, I have to agree with that because I... Uh the amp is specifically just it's you just feel that community here for some reason i've gone to plenty of other groups before and it just just wasn't really there and maybe that was just internalized by me but the amp it's 
is just huge. I love coming in here and feeling like I'm a part of a group. It's great. Yeah. I, it's been a pleasure to be able to experience fellowship. Uh, and I've experienced here at AMP. I've experienced in my home church. I've experienced with some other groups I've been with. I think part of fellowship in AMP is that there aren't these cliques that other churches seem to have. You know, like in my past, I was like, oh, I don't hang out with jocks because I'm a nerdy kid. But that definitely isn't a thing here at AMP. I like for a long time thought I couldn't be friends people who played baseball but stereotypes and things like that are just broken in amp and it's just one big community instead of a lot of small groups of people who fellowship in the same place i think the best way i would describe it is that it it drives me to make my way over here Uh, i'm no longer in college so i mean i don't have to keep coming to amp uh, they like me on the leadership team, but I mean, it's not like they're forcing me with a knife at my back to be here. And so I wanted to, I was taking some time to reflect. I'm like, it's, it's because of that fellowship here. Uh, it's pure and it's good. And let me say, we aren't saying this only happens at AMP. That That's not what we're trying. We're not trying to manipulate you to come here or anything, but we do want to stress the importance of what it means to find true fellowship in a Christian community. Because doing so is going to fill you with so many experiences. And so let's talk about some of those. What have been some of your experiences with fellowship? And again, it doesn't have to be from AMP. It can be from other places as well. I definitely agree with what you were saying about finding good fellowship. Because so many people have one bad experience with fellowship and then find themselves avoiding fellowship. And I definitely think that can heavily hinder your walk with Christ. There have been many times that I've gone into a church and the fellowship wasn't what I wanted it to be and then I would find myself running away from the church. You have to find the right fellowship for you. My experience with fellowship has been heavily focused on the the worship team, really. They've been the, the group that I think I've meshed with the most just because I've been up here and around them the most. Um and it's, it's really helped me because it's kind of, uh, I kind of jumped in head first. I went from not even going to church to all of a sudden going to church again and just diving in like I've got somewhere to go at almost every night of the week now that, um, that I get to be in fellowship with other Christians and, you know, they help with the, there's, there's people to talk to, there's people I can look up to and ask questions about things that I don't know about and it, uh kind of a lifestyle you have to you have to be plugged in and stay in it or you're going to fall out of it and your walk's going to suffer because of that i think that's one of the biggest parts about fellowship is that they keep you accountable and on your day-to-day that actually brings up uh, another question i had in mind and it was how how do you know when you're in fellowship and not just hanging out with friends or just with some people that you like i think in life as you go through things When you go through hard times, how you react shows what you've been taking in. Like if you squish a banana, banana will come out. You need your inside to match your outside. So if your outside is Christ, Christ needs to come out of you when people put you through hard times and you feel squished. And I think if you're not in good fellowship, Christ won't come out when you're in hard times. Mm. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. For me... I guess it wouldn't be the way I identify whether I'm in fellowship or not, but uh, 
I know I see the fruits or experience some of the fruits when I'm in a true moment of just fellowship. Last night, there were a couple of us up here. Um, two of our guitar players were up here just wailing on the guitars. One of them was Cody. Uh, and I was just sitting on our pile of beanbags, uh, relaxing and just letting the feeling of the chords wash over me. And I'm like, this, this is what I want from fellowship. And it wasn't that I was doing anything particular. I wasn't helping. I was just sitting there letting the experience happen. I'm like, this this is what fellowship feels like to me sometimes. And it's just that washing over feeling. That's good. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's that's kind of what happens with me. Like I'll be I'll be hanging out and all of a sudden I've realized that I've almost not become distant in the situation, but like I just kind of have this moment of realization that like this is this is awesome and I'm really in the presence of God and other people that are also sharing in that experience. And it's, it's really, really great. Do you think fellowship feeds off of itself when you're in a group with other Christians? And well, let me ask that question a little bit of a better way. Uh, when you're with others who are in fellowship, do you feel like your own fellowship just grows with their fellowship and it just grows exponentially more than if you were just trying to do fellowship? I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely easier to get in that spirit of, you know, lifting other people up and, you know, even just talking talking about God or whether you're in worship or just a, like a dinner or anything like that. Like it, the whole the whole building kind of feels that way. And it I think it does feed on itself. It's like by the end of the night, nobody wants to go home, but it's, you know, 11 a.m. and everybody's got work in the morning or school and you just kind of have to trickle out of the building. <laughs> I think I know what you mean, Cody, about letting the spirit just come and invade. And in fellowship, the spirit will be there. Uh, fellowship, I mean, it's not the only time that you'll ever experience the spirit, but the spirit moves in strong power when there is fellowship. At least that's my own opinion. So kind of changing the subject from fellowship to more of a individual experience with God. Uh, what do you guys think of solitude? What What is solitude? How would you describe it? I mean, Merriam-Webster says the quality or state of being alone or remote from society. Okay, so expanding that to a uh, Christian concept of solitude, being away from everything around you and just being with God. So being away and kind of not with all the people, almost not not an opposite to fellowship, but kind of a, a, a different kind of fellowship because you want to spend it with God. I think solitude... Is hard to define because you could take solitude as um, like taking a day alone, but you could also take it as a lifestyle. And I definitely think a day alone for Christ is wonderful, but if you're living in solitude as a lifestyle, then that's going to incredibly hinder your walk with Christ because you it's going to greatly hinder your walk with Christ because you need the people around you to keep you accountable, to keep you going. Because if you're just reading the Bible and praying, you could justify doing any, th- any terrible thing. You could justify like murder, because that happens in the Bible, so it's okay. If you don't have people to fellowship and people to guide you, you won't be able to grow in the way that God wants you to. Solitude, in my own personal experience, I try to... You know, I find it a lot of the time in my car, like in between the rides to 
work or even from home to here. It, uh, it's just being in the headspace that purposely avoiding distraction. Sometimes I'd even say that listening to worship music would be a distraction because I think sometimes you just got to, you even got to turn that off because you just got to, you got to be in the headspace and you just get in the spirit of prayer and just dive into it. I do it a lot while I'm driving and like in the shower or just wherever I'm alone, really. I'll just kind of get caught up in my thoughts and start praying and doing stuff like that. That's, that's how I would find it is just the purposeful avoidance of any other distractions. And I don't think it has to be quite that literal. Like you can listen to praise and worship music. I feel like I can even find solitude even when people are around me. Like during praise Mm -hmm. and worship, no one else is there for me. It's just like me and God in that moment. I love the way God works because I was about to bring up that exact idea that, (laughs) you know, you're right. You can do solitude with a group of people or in a group of people even to me, solitude is all about the intent to just be with God in that moment. I think it can happen in a group of people. I think it can happen when you're alone. I think it, it's not a mindset because that would imply that it's something that we could shift it into. But it's it's that willingness to shut everything else out until you can feel God just move you into that mindset of solitude. So... With that in mind of a bit of an idea of what the solitude is, how has solitude and its dark side of the coin loneliness affected your walk? It has been a major part of my walk. I have, um, I've always struggled with depression. And when I feel depressed, I, I often get in, I just get in my room and I sit there and I be alone all day. I don't miss anyone. I don't feel lonely, but I've put myself in solitude from the world. And I just, that's when I stumble in my walk the most. We just need the people around us to be able to grow and to be able to water our plants. Well, solitude in my walk has really, uh, I feel like it's hindered me in a lot of ways because I was in the past, before I'd been really saved and I thought that I was doing what I was supposed to be doing, I was trying to do it all by myself because I felt like I was you know, in a room full of hypocritical, judgmental people, which is all just internalized thoughts. And it ended up, har- I ended up harboring a low grade hatred for church and people that went there. <laughs> so it, it kind of turned me off until. I really finally broke and came running back to God and everything. And now that I've been plugged in and I haven't been coming into going to church with that mindset, then it, 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 you know, it opens all the avenues that it needs to. And I'm, I'm experiencing it for real now and not just shutting things out because I don't want to hear them or because some guy said something and it made me mad. So I'm not going to go to youth group anymore. <laughs> I think a lot of people struggle with that. Like my mother, she had my older sister as a teenage pregnancy and she felt like the church that she was in judged her. And for 30 years, she couldn't find a church that really made her feel welcome and accepted. She just felt hurt by the church, so she avoided it. And um, I really think to grow, 
you need to be able to hurt. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't have... The Christian journey doesn't feel good. It hurts. And you have to keep moving. Even if one church hurt you, you have to move to the one that's the right fit for you. And you have to plug yourself in, even if it's scary. That lesson is one that was hard fought with God by my side to win. The enemy loves to use loneliness and call it solitude because he wants to get you alone and feeling alone without God there, just completely cut off from everything else. I think the devil uses solitude in two different ways. He can build you up into thinking you're better than everyone else, or he can bring you down where he makes you feel like no one likes you and that you're not good enough. That's why it's important in those times, I think, to describe solitude as being intentionally alone with God. Because there's plenty of times where I wanted to just be alone. I didn't want people around me. I didn't want people to see what was going on beneath. I wanted to hide it all. That way they wouldn't judge me. And it's it, it's a dangerous game. And it's a game I lost for a long time. Until one day someone told me, that's just the enemy using shame to keep you down. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the liberation that came from that was great. And then it was a couple of years later that I actually came across uh, a book that was talking about solitude. And I learned what I was doing before wasn't true solitude. It was just being alone. So we talked a little bit about solitude. We talked a little bit about fellowship. We talked a little bit about both of them together. And I wanted to ask, which do you think has had a larger impact on your walk? I would say fellowships had a much larger impact on my walk just because of recently plugging back in and finally coming to Christ. And um, I mean, I don't think I would have done it or even realized that I hadn't or um, that I needed to if I wasn't plugged in around other people and seeing what they had and that God was clearly moving in them, but realizing that I've never really felt that myself. And um, it's just nice that you can be in a group of people that want you to grow with them and in your own walk. And so you can help them. They can help you. You can help others. And um, I don't know. It's just nice to have that, that body of Christ that you can be plugged into and not feel rejected or um, judged like that. Because then, like you talked about before, it brings on the whole the whole shame and the anger and everything, and then you turn and go the other direction. And it's it's just, you have to find that group. It's really hard to choose in between fellowship and solitude. I think they kind of go hand in hand for me because any time that I've been growing fast and exponentially in Christ, it's because I was in fellowship. And any time I felt like I was slowed down or like, why am I not growing and what's happening? It's always, the answer is always because I am not in fellowship. I took a trip to see my aunt in California last winter break. And for months, I just felt like, why do I feel slowed down in my walk? What is hindering me? It's because I was staying with someone who wasn't a Christian and I was like, kind of texting other Christians but that's not true fellowship and I I got back and I got back in amp and I just felt I just felt so much better 
like I started to grow again and I started to feel like my life was moving. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I had a little COVID scare a couple of weeks back and, uh, I had to miss work and I had to miss AMP and Fusion, the BCM and all the groups that I go to and church. And over the, I don't know, about seven or eight days that I wasn't going anywhere or doing anything, I noticed that by about day six or seven, I was really cranky and not acting the way that I should have been because, you know, it's the people weren't there to keep me accountable and I wasn't feeling any conviction really until I had snapped at someone at the house about something stupid and um, and then I got my call, said that I was negative and that I could go back to doing everything and I was immediately just hyped and pumped to start coming back and getting back into it and as soon as I did... I just, it, it, I had a little moment of realization where I was like, wow, this is actually way more important than I thought. That's why I think fellowship is bigger for me than being alone because when I'm alone in solitude and I don't intentionally take the time to focus on God and my walk, it, um, you know, if you're not making that intentional decision to do that, then you're going, you're backsliding, you're going the other way. Yeah. It can be hard to find, find the balance that needs to exist between the two. It's not something you can live with one and without the other. You you need both that intentional time with God's solitude, as well as fellowship with other Christians, for any number of reasons that we've already mentioned. Looking at the impact on my life, I think I'm with Sophie on this one in that it, it, it's really hard to pick between the two. Uh, there were definitely times where I needed fellowship more. There were times where I needed solitude more. Um, but truth be told, in both those situations, what I needed was more God in my life. So, I'm not asking you to pick one, but would you say that one might be more important than the other? Well, I, I'm always thinking and like about, you know, Zorn's always saying that if he sees someone stumbling in their walk, the two things he looks for is have they been praying and have they been reading the Bible? And to me, the third one that he always loses out is, are they in fellowship? And I mean, they're both really important, but just, I guess from my experience and my walk, I found fellowship to be more important, but I also think everybody's different and everybody's walks require different food. As much as I want to say fellowship is probably more important for me, I think it's actually the opposite. I think I need to focus more on being in solitude and not relying on being around other people because eventually one day I may not have the same people that I'm around right now and I shouldn't allow my walk to rely on them being there. I should be able to, I should be mature enough and strict enough in my walk that I can do it and still get plugged in where I want to and where I, where I need to be. But when I'm in that in between where I don't have somewhere to go or people to talk to, I, I should be able to know that I can read my Bible and I can pray and I can have that solitude and be strong in my faith with or without it. I think part of my problem is that if I'm not in fellowship, I slip up on everything else. Mm -hmm. So like if I'm in fellowship, I will take that time to be alone and have time with Christ. But if I, um, if I wasn't doing fellowship, I could not motivate myself to be able to do things like take solitude in time for the Lord. I said earlier that loneliness was the dark side of a coin with solitude on the other side. And 
keeping with that metaphor, there's a complete other coin that is good on both sides, and it's a solitude and fellowship coin. It, it, it takes both. I think it really depends on what season you're in, which one's going to be not more important overall, but more important to you as a person right then. Mm-hmm. And Cody, going off what you said, I would say, you know, there's nothing wrong with starting to practice solitude when you're in fellowship with others. For sure. So, I also think people are sometimes afraid to rely on other people. And I think it's really important that you have faith that the God that that you have faith that God put you around people who you can rely on. This has been a really good time. Uh, we're going to start winding down, but I wanted to ask a few questions about just this time of year. Uh, I'm sure we'll do a more holiday centric podcast in the future. Uh, I know we've done one for Christmas before Christmas and Easter. Uh, but I wanted to ask, in the theme of fellowship and solitude, uh, how do you guys see those two play out during the holidays around this time of the year? So Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Boxing Day. So for Thanksgiving, my my fellowship and solitude is about the same as it normally is because I don't I don't ever go out of town on Thanksgiving. I'm always like I go and see my family. And a lot of my family are Christians, and that is good fellowship. And I'll make time to see friends because I'm in town and I can. But when it comes to Christmas, Christmas is a mess for me. (laughs) Um, I really have to be very, very intentional. Luckily, this Christmas, I will be in town, so it'll probably look more like my Thanksgiving. But last year, I went out of town, and it just was a mess. Yeah, on a typical non-COVID year... um, my holidays are are kind of a mess. I don't really do anything that I feel like doing in the holidays. Just I just feel like I get dragged around. But the fellowship is it's it's there with my family, but it's different than obviously coming to something like the AMP or the VCM. It's uh, I feel like I'm honestly in a lot more solitude during the holiday times because all of the people that I normally fellowship with, you know, we all kind of split and go our different directions for all of our individual holiday times and then I, I get stuck on hour long, two hour long car rides and have lots of time to think and reflect and things like that. Yeah. I, I would say that my experience with these holidays leans more towards fellowship. Thanksgiving obviously is the time where everyone comes together to eat. Uh, and then Christmas is the time where everyone comes together to be, I'm going to sound very cynical here, but get together to be happy Uh, and then solitude i it it doesn't play second fiddle in the holidays i think it's just as important during the holidays to spend some time alone with god but i don't know it feels like it's just around this time of year is the time people intentionally try to be with other people in normal circumstances and so to end it on kind of a happy note what uh are you guys or i guess did you guys do for halloween so this is this is being recorded on Halloween day. Right. So all I've really done so far is get ready for my night because I am going to a friend's party that Bailey is also going to. And I am excited. I, I've never been to one of this person's parties and I'm excited for the experience. I, uh, I'm, I don't typically do anything for Halloween. Um, so, as far as I know, unless something comes up between now and 
dark. I'm not doing anything. I'm going home and eating dinner and uh, getting ready for Sunday morning. I would have spent my Halloween at my coffee shop for multiple hours, but I do that every Saturday. That's not unique to Halloween. Uh, and then, like Sophie mentioned, I'm going to be dressing up as Nickelback with a bunch of nickels taped to a shirt uh, and just going to hang out and do some of that fellowship tonight. So thank you all for listening to the podcast. Uh, I hope that God has spoken through us and through, I mean, this entire podcast, of course. So thank you all for listening. I really enjoy that we were able to get together and have these serious conversations and end on some lighthearted notes. If you want to find out more about the AMP station, you can follow us on our social medias on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find us by searching AMP Yourself, A-M-P-Y-O-S-E-L-F. Or you can look find us online at ampstation.org. Thank you all. Thank you for listening to the Trend or Truth podcast. This podcast is recorded out of the AMP station in Claremore, Oklahoma. AMP is a Christian ministry geared towards college students and young adults with an emphasis on loving God, loving people, and making disciples. If you like what you heard, consider becoming a subscriber so you don't miss out on a single episode. We release new entries every Monday. Also, rate and review this podcast on iTunes and share it on social media. Once again, thank you for joining us today, and we'll talk to you next time.